One of the things that I care about a lot is making sure that you don't get taken advantage of. So today, I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't be buying Facebook ads, no matter what anyone is telling you. All right, so you're a music artist with plans to take over the world, huh? Yeah, duh. That's why I'm here. Well, you've come to the right place. Let's go! Welcome to the I Am Northbound Podcast. Podcast. Your guide to dominating the new music industry. Facebook ads are not what people make them out to be. They work, yes, and they work very well, which I know is like so contradictory to what I just said. In the one sentence, I've managed to contradict myself, but hear the but in the sentence. They are great, but they only work fantastically for certain industries, okay? They're not just a be-all and end-all marketing platform that will just an advertising platform that will work for everyone, okay? Like, it works great for people that are selling products. With the music industry, things work a little bit different. Now, I understand that you could consider yourself, uh, consider your music as a product and go, well, shouldn't I just be able to sell CDs on Facebook, for example? Maybe you could have done this if it was somehow 20 years ago and Facebook ads existed back then when CD sales were good. But nowadays, it's harder than ever. It is, you know, it's harder than ever to sell CDs, even to your friends and family. I mean, like you've already got it tough with that. So why would you try to sell them on Facebook where it will be even tougher for you to do that? But Facebook ads work really well for other type of products. I mean, you've probably seen all the dropshipping companies that try to sell you, you know, $5 back scratches. I don't know. They sell really weird things and um, they just try to go for volume of sale. And that's good for e-commerce stores. Um you know, a bit some, something that uh, Facebook ads works really well for are people that sell information products. So information products being courses, you know, digital inner circles, coaching programs, et cetera, et cetera. And what's interesting about this is the fact that Facebook ads do not work well for musicians, but they're working great for the people who are buying Facebook ads to tell and to sell to musicians, to teach them how to sell music through Facebook ads. It's so confusing and it's just like the most mind-blowing thing ever, but I'm seeing so many people come up in my feed trying to sell because Facebook thinks I'm a music artist. I was back in the day and I still, I guess, kind of am. I don't think you can ever kind of like run from that or erase it from your personality, but I don't really do it anymore. I just engage with these types of people so that I can see what they're offering to make sure that, you know, you aren't getting taken advantage of or scammed by these type of people because i mean they make their offers sound too good to be true and they're you know the clue is in the title they are too good to be true you shouldn't get too excited about them but anyway because of that facebook obviously thinks that i'm interested in finding out how to get my music heard because i'm getting ads all the time for these type of people and i'm sure that you either have or you will in the future be notified or so be targeted by these types of advertisements uh and you will see an offer to join you know one of their coaching programs or one of their webinars or one of their strategy calls or whatever, where they promise massive big things. Now, I just did a one hour webinar that it was like, have you ever seen that gif of, um, you know, who, who is it? Is it Tom and Jerry? I don't even know. No, it's a, it's, it's a cat in a cartoon. My brain's not working at the moment, but where he like tapes his eyes open with sticky tape because he's falling asleep. That's exactly how I felt through the whole thing. I was like, get to the part that you promised. If you haven't gone to one of these webinars before, you'd know that every single one of them, even though they say they're live, they're not live. These people have set them up to be automatically playing at the time that's most convenient to you. You log in and you click the link and you sign up and you go, oh, there's one starting in less than 15 minutes. What are the chances? Well, the chances are, I mean, I don't, I don't know odds, but 
it, it, that's not coincidence. They've obviously set up their webinar to be on auto rotation so that it, you know, if, if the webinar wasn't for another two days, you'd probably forget about it. Obviously, you're interested now, so they pl- provide a replay now. Um, but they make out that it's live, which is already kind of deceitful or deceptive. That's a better word for it, even though they probably mean the same thing. Whatever. Um, it feels better to say that way. Um, but this is the thing. You'll go and watch these presentations, and essentially, they're a giant 45-minute, if you're lucky, to 90-minute sales pitch some of these webinars run for three hours which is crazy and a lot of the times they could just tell you the main core of it that you wanted to know within about five minutes and the rest of it is just to try to butter you up to sell to you at the end probably a course uh, anywhere between you know 197 dollars because it always ends in seven because that's a um sorry a psychological marketing principle or tactic that they've done so everyone has just jumped on that bandwagon now and everyone just sells stuff with seven at the end of it but that's just what you've got to do apparently um, or it can be, you know, up to a thousand dollar course. It could be $997, right? So they're all trying to sell you at the end. If you've come in saying, you know, if, if their webinar is about Facebook ads, for example, uh, by the end of it, you know, you're going to get pitched to, they want you to buy a premium Facebook course that tells you everything you need to know. Now, this one I just watched in particular specifically talked a bit about Facebook ads and it left out the big key bit of information, obviously intentionally, because the whole marketing, uh, the whole webinar, the whole structure, the whole value of the entire thing, the absolute core of it falls apart. If you put this bit of data in, the bottom falls out of it, you know, it, it just all falls apart. If they take into consideration that the music industry, as I said, is not an even playing field every time people release albums, there is momentum. And if you've built an audience, it gets easier and easier for you to see results. Now, I'm not saying that it gets so easy that by your 10th album that, you know, you're just exponentially famous and you're going to just have it like completely easy. But if you've built momentum, you can capitalize on that momentum. Now, a lot of people watching these presentations don't have that momentum yet. There are very few music artists out there with momentum that are wondering how to capitalize on it that would click on a beginner webinar like this. Not saying they don't exist, but they wouldn't go to something like this. Uh, So obviously these people know that you know, if they can just dodge the elephant in the room to say, I'm not going to, or is it a gorilla in the room? Whatever it is, dodge whatever's animals in their room uh, and can work around that fact and make out that everyone can use Facebook ads to their advantage. I mean, it's deceptful. It's, you know what? I was going to say deceiving and deceptive again, and I just deceptful. That's what it is. It's exactly deceptful. Because these people need to uh, find a way to get their point across about Facebook ads in a way that sells you on them to make you buy their product. Now, I don't want you to get, I don't want you to get uh, taken advantage of. I don't want to use the word scammed because it's definitely not a scam. The programs that they sell you will show you how to use Facebook ads. But you could access that information essentially for free at Facebook Blueprint. Like that, Facebook give you really good training to use their advertise, uh, advertising platform, use Facebook ads on like their own website. They haven't like it's actually there is a training called Blueprint, and you can go do that. And it's uh, of course Facebook wants you to know how to use their platform well because they want you to spend money on it, and they make money if you know how to use it. So. It's not hard to get that kind of information. There are some advanced tactics and I know Blueprint does kind of make you use Facebook ads in a way that is on the more expensive side of the scale. It doesn't tell you all the the, the tricks to be able to lower your, your CPMs and stuff because uh, that's your cost per thousand impressions, just a marketing term. But 
They don't tell you how to lower that because obviously that's showing you how to not spend as much money on their platform. So you can find other information that, but you can find that information of how to do that kind of thing like on YouTube now. Like people just put up all this information for free. It's amazing. You can join Facebook groups. I'm in a couple of them with uh, Facebook ad marketers and there's just so much value in them. It's amazing. Uh, And they keep you on top of the little changes and things that are working for them. But regardless, it's not going to work for you. Okay. Like it doesn't matter how many courses you buy. It doesn't matter how many, uh, you know, Facebook groups you join or how many strategy calls you do, how many blueprint micro mini courses inside that little thing you do. Facebook ads probably won't work for you as a music artist. And that's the thing that I just am sick of it not being said. Okay. Like I'm sick of seeing like music artists in my feed try to gain new fans and followers through Facebook ads because it just doesn't work like they would hope it to. Now I'm not saying it brings zero results, but it definitely doesn't bring the results you want. Okay. I know that a few music artists, when I've told them about, you know, I've said about how Facebook ads don't work and how they shouldn't, you shouldn't be looking at to use them yet. They'll say things like, well, well, excuse me, Jason, but I ran a Facebook ads campaign and I got 10,000 plays on my new music video. And it's like, cool. But how many people of those 10,000s now are following you and wanting to know more about you and wanting to buy more things from you in the future? How many fans have you generated from that Facebook ad? And their answers are always, well, I don't know. I think I got a couple of likes. It's like, cool. You got likes on your Facebook page on a platform that has killed organic reach. So even though they liked your page, these people might not ever see one of your posts on Facebook due to the reduction in organic reach. They might see it for the first couple of like maybe two weeks. Um, but once they, if they ever miss one of your posts and don't engage with it, the algorithm will just squash it and they won't see anything more you do. So it's not going to bring the results you want. Obviously, when you put a Facebook ad out, if you did that, you would be hoping that people finding your music, uh, people who stumble, people who stumble across your, people who stumble across your ad, sorry, are going to find something in it that makes them want to follow you and be part of your journey in the long run. And then they'll eventually transition to becoming a, you know, a fan of your music and all that kind of thing. Right. So that's what you want out of it. So why are you accepting that getting a, you know, a few thousand plays on a video is an acceptable compromise? You should be wanting, you should be like disappointed if it doesn't reach the results you aimed for, right? So don't try to justify a platform that's not working for you just because of vanity metrics, you know, like, you know, I got 10,000 plays. Great. I mean, I hope that made you feel good because you just, you could have gone and paid a motivational speaker to speak to you and you would have felt the same way and it would do the exact same thing as far as fans go, right? If you just want to feel good about yourself, it doesn't need to cost you money on Facebook ads. You can just look in the mirror and say, you're a legend to yourself. But with Facebook ads, the, the the whole point that they don't, they don't work for music artists the way that they, uh, the way that people would like them to work at, for music artists, if that makes sense. They don't work how people would intend them to in the music industry because there hasn't been that initial uh, connection built that actually makes a listener want to follow through with things. Now, there are two different ways you can go about your music promotion. Okay. The first way is you can feel like you are forcing everyone to engage with your content. It feels like if you were, Imagine if you were in real life and people are just going about their life and it feels like you're walking quickly beside them as they're walking down the street with pamphlets and like maybe a set of headphones in your other hand and you're trying to put the headphones on their head going, please listen to my new song. Here's a pamphlet. Here's a download code or, you know, come see me at a performance. So please like 
stop running away that's what it feels like right that, that's the, that's the first type of promotion that a lot of music artists are doing that's you might know what that feels like i mean because it you're like please guys listen to my new song and you're just not getting the plays on it the second way is where you should like where you should be and what you should be building yourself up to be is where you're not forcing your listeners to listen to anything of yours you just say it's out and your your fans and followers are already there listening and checking it out now what is the difference between those two scenarios a lot of people a lot of music artists think that you get to option b which was the one where the you know everyone follows you when you bring stuff out by pushing option a really hard so the harder you hustle the harder you try like ask people to get your music heard eventually you transition into option b where you've built so much um you know momentum or rapport with your fan base that they're going to want to check you out you try to tell me right now, if you were walking down the street and some music artist that you've never heard of before or might have only heard of once is trying to put headphones on you and hand you flyers while you're trying to do other things, how many of them are you going to go, you know what, actually this this music artist is pretty good. I'm going to be a huge fan of theirs. You'd be like, stop harassing me, right? And the same thing goes as online. People, the whole reason that Facebook ads work is for patent interrupt. So patent interrupt marketing is where everyone's distracted by everything else and then you just want your ad to be like bam look at me don't look at anything else you you can't take your eyes off the screen here and i'm sure you've seen many ads like that but they've got many tricks and tactics to do that from using overly bright images to like um random images that make no sense to the ad but just to catch you off guard um images with really strange content in them just to make you stop scrolling for a tick because that's if they can do that, that's patent interrupts. If you're scrolling and you're on Facebook, think about it from the mind of a consumer. And you can do this because I'm sure you use these social platforms. If you're scrolling through your feed and you're just seeing, you know, a photo of your aunt's birthday and then like a random post from a group that you're in and then like, you know, an ad for Ray-Bans and then like, you know, another a photo of where you went out in town the other night or whatever. And then you keep scrolling and you see a, a fail video from Fail Army or something like that. I don't know, something viral. And then the next one is just like a music artist being like check out my new video clip does that stop you does that type of post make you stop in your feed and go i've got to listen to this new music artist this podcast could go for another two hours because i could go into all the reasons as to why people don't engage with facebook ads and why they just don't work and my proof behind them but i'll give you a you know a brief summary 80 percent of videos that are watched on facebook are watched on mute This is because people aren't on their desktop computers anymore. The majority of traffic is online, is mobile. And where do people use their mobile devices? Usually you're in a position where sound would actually be quite the annoyance. It would actually be super inconvenient. We're not just sitting at home with headphones on, using our phones all the time. That's not the main environment we're using our mobile devices in. We're actually using our phones while we're out and about. Maybe we're on the bus or on a train or in a doctor's waiting room, or we could be at home, but we could be laying next to our partner and they're watching TV. The last thing anyone wants is a loud song going off through a phone speaker. And I mean, Putting music on Facebook ads like that, do you really want your music to be judged off a single mono speaker or on like a mobile device? Or I don't know if they're stereo or whatever, but like a terrible sounding speaker in comparison to what would do your music justice. Do you want people to hear you that way? And if they did hear you, do you think it would convert well? Like this is what I'm saying. It just, I really want to change your mind on Facebook ads. And I really just want to tell you all of this so that if you see any ads trying to sell you on Facebook ads, no matter how good their marketing is, no matter how convincing they may be, I want you to think back to this episode and go, no, 
Uncle Jason told me not to buy Facebook ads. And that's exactly what it's like, okay? I really, really want you to understand that it's not worth your time, effort, energy, or money. I'm looking out for you here. I want you to think about this. If you are on Facebook and you see an ad for someone in your feed that is a random music artist that you've never seen, it comes up sponsored posts because I'm sure you've seen many of them. How many of those videos, don't just think hypothetically, think back to when you've seen them because I'm sure you have. How many of those did you stop and listen to? If you're like most people, the answer is very small. I think maybe for me, it might have been one out of 10 or maybe more than that. I mean, it's not a high conversion rate whatsoever, especially so because you're on your mobile phone and the the mobile device sound isn't the best thing anyway. So, I mean, even of that one out of 10 that you may watch, do you watch it the whole way through? Now, the answer for me is no, but say you do okay say out of that let's 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 just increase the scale let's just give it like the best chances or let's kind of like pump up the stats a little bit and be really like overly fair and say 10% of videos one in every 10 you might stop and listen to so let's blow that up and say okay if you see a thousand videos then that means what 100 right so of those 100 music artists that you end up watching their video, how many of them do you actually watch the whole way through? The answer might be zero. It might have be dead in the water and that proves my point right there. But say you go, you know what, I'm feeling generous and I'm a bit bored. I might listen through to, you know, again, 10 out of those 100 artists. Cool. Okay. So of those 10 that you listen through and listen to their songs, how many of those did you actually click through and like their page? Again, the number would be much smaller. You could blow this up to 10,000 views just to get down to one. This is my whole point. You might have to run your ad and get 10,000 people to listen to it from start to finish, which is super hard to do before you actually see one person or two people or maybe 10 people maximum that want to actually find out more about you based on a random video clip. You know what I mean? Music is one of those things that we live in this world now where everyone can make it. It's so easy for people to make music. Like, I mean, there was that kid, right? He was like 17 and he made like a literally chart topping dance hit off a laptop in a bedroom. You'd know it. It's that one about like, we're just animals or whatever. It's that electro song from a few years ago. Anyway, I'm pretty sure he was 17. I'm pretty sure he was the one that did it. Pretty sure he was the one who made a laptop hit or whatever. You don't have to go to $1,000 studio. I mean, $1,000 a day studios to do great hits. Now you don't have to work with producers if you write the right song. So music is not as unique anymore as it used to be. People can, people can hear an artist they like, then write an album like that, like that artist and have it out within a month or so, depending on how quick they write and record. Like it, it, it's crazy. There's always other options out there. So you need to find your unique selling points, which is what they call in marketing a USP. I probably shouldn't have said that because I don't think it's comparable to a USP or whatever, but you need to find, delete that acronym out of your head acronyms, right word, whatever. Delete it out of your head. You've got to find what's unique about you to make your listener want to hit play on your recording. As I said, there are two different trains of thought to get people to listen to your music. The first way is by forcing them. The second way is by them following you. You just lead the direction and they follow you. Now, don't want to just shamelessly plug this, but this is what my whole entire book is about. It's about building a listen path. This is why I've built listen pages so you can understand the four stages of listeners and how to actually uh, benefit from that. And I know that, I mean, my book's coming out really soon and I know that like, and I mean, I said really soon the other day and I know I've said really soon for the last few months and I haven't actually delivered on that yet because there's just been more and more edits and changing things and I've rewritten entire sections. I mean, the whole book has changed from what it originally was when I first wrote it, but I can tell you 
actually it's going to be really soon because today I actually just submitted to receive a test copy. So the printing company is sending me one in the mail. It should be here next week, uh, which allows me to see the print quality and making sure it's all thin properly. But that's how close we are. We're nearly there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so happy about it. I can't wait for it to be in your hands. But that whole book is built around all of this topic and how to make people follow you rather than you trying to force your music upon them. But I can tell you that the, the like a really, really like 1% of the puzzle kind of thing to get people to listen to your music and then want to follow you. You actually have to provide them with a point of relatability that makes them be fueled off their own interest. Okay. You can't just drop your music on someone and say, Hey, listen to that and think that they're just going to fall in love with it immediately. Now it's easy to fall in like romanticize our own music because we wrote it and we think it's great and we think everyone's going to love it and we can't wait to hear what people think. But from a consumer's perspective, what reason do they have to want to listen to your music? Why should they? You go, hey, listen to my latest song, put a Facebook ad up. The Most people are like, why should I? I? I don't know you and I don't know why I owe you anything. Now, that sounds kind of harsh, but it's the thought process that really goes through people's mind. If they see you and they don't feel like they like owe you anything, they're probably not going to check it out. But on the other hand, if you've actually provided information or posts or content, material, whatever, in front of their eyes that has allowed them to build and nurture that like interest in your music and build a connection with you as an artist, which is what I talk all about. It's all about connection. It's not about your music. If they can connect with you as an artist first, as soon as you drop something going, hey, here's my latest, here's my latest music, my latest song, album, whatever, they'll go, oh yeah, I love this artist because of their other access point that they'll provide to your listen path, which is the the metaphorical path that moves them toward becoming a true fan. Now, essentially put, this is saying that say if you were open and honest about, uh, like for example, I was open and honest back in the day about uh, my mental health struggles when I was uh, diagnosed and was battling that for years of my life. And I mean, I could still talk about that today because I feel like you kind of learn how to live alongside it rather than like beat it and then just be better. So I'm a strong advocate of the fact that, you know, mental health matters. Um, So back in the day, I, I came out and said to everyone, my new album is all about mental health and about the journey I went through in that. And my motivation behind it is to help people realize that, you know, it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to, um, feel certain ways or whatever. And I also want to be outspoken within this genre that a lot of people at the time weren't talking about mental health. It was still kind of taboo. Um, I want people to know that, here's my weaknesses out on the table. And it was because of that, that we estimated we get maybe a hundred or 200 downloads in the first week. And we broke 10,000 in the first week because it spread like wildfire. Newspapers picked it up. Blogs did. I mean, we received a ton of, um, uh, press coverage, I guess from people that were just like, it's amazing, uh, that you want to talk so openly about your mental health in the music industry. Now, do you see what I mean there? They weren't saying, oh my goodness, let us run these articles and do all this stuff because the album sounds so good. Sure. I mean, thankfully they said that the album sounded great and we got great reviews for it. But the reason that they wanted to pick us up was because we weren't just another band. We were a band that talked openly about mental health and that was a selling point or that was interesting. Okay. So if you provide your unique selling point to people that allows you to say with your music, this is what I do and this is what I'm about. You don't have to even say, that you're a music artist at first, just get in front of their eyes and say, this is my opinion on this and this is how I feel. And then if you show music later, that's going to give them more intention or more interest in wanting to click through and listen to what you create. And they're then going to listen to your music with a new context and a new um, 
you know, a new, a new uh, opinion or a new um, focus or whatever. You know what I mean? Like they get, they just with a, it's going to change their life more than it would be if you were like, Hey, I'm a random music artist. Check me out because people are going to go, why? I see ads for Facebook music artists like every day. Why should I click on yours? What makes you so different? So there's the question to you. What makes you so different? What can you be, what can you be providing to people uh, in your, you know, social feeds or whatever to move them toward building a connection with you before you put your music in front of them. Now, I talk about this quite a bit in the idea of the listen path, but the first segment of audience are cold audiences, the people that don't know anything about you, and they don't respond to call to actions, which are asking things like, listen to my latest song. You have to shift them to the next stage, which is the curious stage, before they'll actually do so. So, your whole goal is to shift them from cold to curious. Now, I could talk about this for literally hours because I've got a workshop that I do online called How to Dominate the New Music Industry, and I talk about it for three and a half hours. So, I'm not going to go into that now. Just I want to be putting that thought in your head. How can you be providing uh, the way for a listener to build an interest with you before you put your music in front of their eyes? Now, let's take it back to Facebook ads because I, I, you know, you might be thinking, how is it being in Australia? It's nearly midnight and there are birds squawking. Anyway, I wonder if you could hear that. If not, it just sounds like I live in a crazy town. Either way, it sounds like I live in a crazy town. Anyway, finishing up, if you think back, you might be thinking about how I'm going to wrap it up with Facebook ads. Like, okay, so how do, how do we provide that on Facebook ads? I'm not saying that. I'm saying avoid Facebook ads altogether. There is a way that you could use Facebook ads to develop that connection with certain people and then show your music to them after. But I'm still kind of working on the perfect way to execute it. And I don't want to kind of give... Uh, that out now. That would be a future episode down the track once I've done some testing to actually see results and see what it's working with, but it would have to do with providing certain types of content that allow specific people that have been targeted to resonate with it based on a strong and focused motivation and story. And then from that, retargeting them with music-based things, but then I have to find a way to provide a back-end offer that allows them to click through, follow you in the future. So there is a, a lot to it. But I mean, that type of offer is the way to make Facebook ads work for you. But as you just heard there, it gets a little messy and I'd even tried to simplify it. I did kind of oversimplify it there, but still, you know how many moving pieces there are within that campaign or setup, right? You know, that type of chain, uh, that machine. But if you go on the other side of things and you think that just putting a Facebook ad out online is going to make people want to click on it and then listen to your music and love you and want to follow you and want to do everything, walk to the ends of the earth because you say so, that's not going to happen. No matter how much anyone is trying to sell you a course on it, tells you that it will. All right. Well, have a fantastic week. Hopefully that all made sense. If you have any questions about this, I'm here to chat to you at any time. You can send me an email at jason at listenpages.com. Remember it's spelled J-A-Y-S-O-N. I can thank my mom for that. Uh, spent my whole life saying J-A-Y-S-O-N, but it's cool. A little bit different, you know, uh, you can follow me at Jason John Evans uh, on Instagram. I'm sure it's in the show notes uh, and you can find, uh, you know, can chat to me on there. Hit me up ask me questions. We can chat. I want to help you out. I want to help you reach your music goals. If you haven't gone to listenpages.com and secured your three free months of listen pages for when that comes out, don't know what you're doing because it is like going to be amazing. I'm trying to give as much as I can away for free. Um, and, and then once, I mean, after that three months, you don't have to continue. There's no obligations. You can just try it for three months and decide it's not for you. But if you want to stay on with us, I'm making it as affordable as possible because I really want everyone to be able to use it because I think that it provides absolutely game-changing information for music artists. And I'm sure it's going to be a game-changer and it's going to change the way you operate as a music artist too. So anyway, have a fantastic day, afternoon, night, whatever it may be, wherever you are in the world. Stay 
stay safe. Go to listenpages.com. Sign up for your three months. Uh, but most importantly, have a fantastic afternoon. Tomorrow, if it's not an afternoon where you are now. Anyway, I, I've really got to get better at signing off. See ya.